Hi, welcome to Overthinking Entrepreneur. I'm Megan, and I've had a successful online business for a few years now, and I think I overthought probably about 90% of my decisions along the way. Honestly, I just overthought whether I should say 90% or pretty much every decision in this intro. So if you find that relatable, you are definitely in the right place. In this podcast, I will help you get out of overthinking and into action so that your online business can finally start growing. So in the last episode, I told you my story and how I was able to launch this podcast. This week, I want to really talk to you about how to make sure that your overthinking doesn't hold you back. Like I was telling you, I have decided to just make peace with my overthinking, and I hope that you do the same. It is very hard to change who we are in our nature, and... What it will do is make you completely destroy your confidence in yourself. It will make you compare yourself to other people. It will make you feel like you're not good enough. It will make you just constantly fighting against yourself instead of working with yourself. And it's very difficult to see a lot of forward momentum and progress and growth in your business when you're doing this. When you're constantly thinking, I'm not good enough and I have to change this thing about myself and I have to completely be someone other than I'm not it's very hard. And so what I've decided to do and what I hope that you decide to do is to just accept your overthinking as part of who you are and to view it as a good thing. For me, I overthink because I care. I overthink because I want to make the right decisions. And the reason that I want to make the right decisions is because my business matters to me. You all matter to me. The people that I get to help matter to me. And because of that, I want to do a good job. And because of that, I overthink all the little decisions to try and make sure that I'm making the best decision that I can. I actually learned a few years ago about this concept of maximizers versus satisficers, and it blew my mind. I'll probably do a whole episode about this at some point, but in a nutshell, maximizers are people like me and probably you who want to make the best possible decisions. So let's say that I need a new refrigerator. I'm going to be in the store looking at all the models. I'm going to be online reading all the reviews. I'm going to be looking at all the different features. I'm going to be thinking, okay, I know I want the freezer on the bottom, but do I want this tray or do I want that? Do I, how important is it for me to have the water dispenser? Do I need this? Do I not? I don't know. You know, I've never had one before, but it'd probably be really nice. I'm not sure. And I would drive myself crazy trying to find the single best choice of refrigerator. Someone who is a satisficer would probably walk into the store look at a few models, maybe talk to a salesperson and say, yeah, this one looks great. I'll take it. That is so mind-blowing to me. Can you imagine just making a big decision that easily? I, I cannot. It just blows my mind. But there are people who do that. And do you want to know who the research shows is happier with their decisions in the long term? The satisficers, not the maximizers. <laughs> because us maximizers are still, even after we've made the purchase, wondering did I make the right one? Maybe I should have gotten that one instead. I don't know. Or maybe there's a better magical choice out there that I never even considered, that I never even knew about. And we'll always have those feelings of what if, because it's never going to be perfect no matter what. And that's one of the things that I've really had to wrap my head around with my overthinking is I will allow myself to overthink to a point, but I do have to eventually say I don't think I'm ever going to be happier with it than I am right now. I'm never going to think that something that I did was perfect. I can wholeheartedly say that I think the things that I do and and what I put out, the work that I offer to the world, is really good. I work very hard, and if I don't think something's really good, I won't release it. But do I think any of it is perfect? No. 
And I bet you don't either. Because we're on this endless pursuit of perfection, but we're never going to think anything is perfect. And so <laughs> we're kind of at odds with ourselves sometimes. So what I've had to do is just remind myself, okay, I'm overthinking this because I care, but because I care, it's already really good. And I sort of have to just ask myself, like, if I keep going, is it actually going to be better or am I just going to make myself crazier? <laughs> Sometimes I feel like, you know, when you go to the eye doctor and they're like, is this better or just smaller? Better or just smaller? And sometimes I have to ask myself, is this going to get better or am I just going to feel crazy? <laughs> so, anyway, let's dive into some of my best tips for what you can do to make sure that your overthinking doesn't hold you back. Because in my opinion, you're probably never going to get rid of it completely. And trying to get rid of it is often a losing battle, but you can minimize how often it shows up. And even more, you can minimize the effects that it has on your business. It does not have to hold you back. So my first tip is to make sure that you get the right education and support that you need for your business. Most of us have never had a business before. And then we start a business, and I think there's something about the online nature of our businesses that make us feel like we should know what we're doing. We think, well, Aunt Sally has Facebook. If Aunt Sally can use Facebook, I should know how to grow my business on here. But that's very different. Aunt Sally shares, you know, cat videos and offensive memes. <laughs> so, yeah, you could probably handle doing that if you wanted to. But Aunt Sally doesn't know how to grow a business and neither do you. And that's OK. So I think that a lot of times we put this pressure on ourselves that we should know. We should know how to do this and we should just inherently somehow know what we're doing. But that's not the case. So if you find that you are overthinking what to do next, what actions you should take when it comes to your business, especially if you're thinking, okay, I know what I want to do, I know what I want to accomplish, but I don't know how to get there, that's when you need to get some education and some support. And I am a huge proponent of investing into yourself and into your business if it's in your budget. I know that sometimes it just isn't. And so luckily there is so much free information out there. But if you are able to find someone who has done what you want to do or a resource or something where you can pay a little bit of money, it will save you so much overthinking, so much stress, help you make more of the right choices and do them faster. It is so worth it most of the time. Now I will say... Within reason, there are a lot of people out there who charge very high prices, and that might not necessarily be what you need, especially if that's not within your budget. You can probably find an option. You can probably find someone who's just starting out or a different type of support that is going to fit you and your budget. So I don't want you to think that just because you can't order or can't afford the $10,000 coach that you're screwed. I have never and don't ever plan to spend $10,000 on a coach. So I'm not saying that you need to invest large amounts of money, but oftentimes investing a little bit of money is going to help you cut through all that confusion a lot faster. But there is so much great free stuff out there. There's a ton of amazing books. Get a library card if you don't have one. I am always shocked how many people don't have library cards these days. I love libraries, and especially I have a toddler right now. Most libraries have a really great children's area, so I am a huge fan of libraries. But if you don't have a library card, get one, because there is so much information that you can learn about your business if you are a reader. You can also find podcasts that will help you learn what it is that you need to do. There are people that do YouTube channels. There are blogs. There are people. I still do Facebook Lives. That's how I got my start. There are people that do live content. There is TikTok where you can learn so much these days. There is so much information out there. 
And so if you are overthinking because you don't know what to do, there's nothing wrong with not knowing what to do. That is normal. And I want you to understand and normalize that it's okay to not know how to do something that you've never done before. What's not okay is to just shrug your shoulders and say, I don't know what to do, so I'm going to do nothing. When you are an entrepreneur, no one else is coming to do it for you and no one else is coming to tell you what to do. I wish they were, but they're just not. You have to figure it out. And so it is completely understandable and normal that you don't know what to do, but you have to figure it out. You can't just stay stuck. You can't just say, well, I don't know. I don't know what to do. So I guess that's that. No, you have to move forward. You have to find the education. You have to find the support that you need in order to be able to move forward. Ever wish that you could just hit the reset button on your business? Maybe you've gotten a little bit off track or you just know that it's time for that fresh start. We just wrapped up a business reset inside of my membership and it went so well that I have decided to turn it into a full-blown program. So it's gonna come with video trainings, a workbook, some other PDF resources from my shop. It's gonna take me a little bit of time to get that ready, but that is beneficial for you because this week only, you can grab it on a pre-sale price inside my shop. You will automatically get the workbook and the other PDF resources and then as soon as I have the trainings ready, they will be loaded into your portal. You'll get instant access to them. So if you know that this is something that you need, we cover goal setting and planning, mindset around your business, creating those action steps of what you're going to do to move your business forward, and then how to create a plan and a schedule so that you actually implement what it is that you've worked on. It's a complete reset to kind of give you that fresh start that you need for your business. So you have this week only to grab it at that pre-sale price. Next thing that kind of goes hand in hand with that, and I just want to make sure that I mention, you will confuse yourself by trying to listen to a bunch of different people about the same topic. So this is one of the reasons why I think that it can be really beneficial for overthinkers to invest in some help. Because if you go looking for free help, you're probably going to find 15 different people who do it. And some of them you'll be able to easily eliminate because you just won't click with their personality or their style for whatever reason. But a lot of times you'll find more than one person who you really like and they might have different recommendations because everyone does things a little bit differently. And that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. I love that different people do things in different ways so that you can learn the different options. But if you know that you have a tendency to overthink and then you go and listen to advice from five different people and they say five different things – This did not help you. If anything, this made you more confused. And I did this to myself. I had two different people who teach podcasting that I ended up learning from on my own journey to create this podcast. And overall, that worked really well for me because they... They had some similarities, but they did things differently enough that I kind of bounced like, okay, from this person, I really like how they structure their episodes. From this person, I really like their launch strategy. I was able to kind of pick and choose, but I'm able to do that because I am years into my business. If you were just getting started, I would not put yourself in that position. And even me, years into my business, I still got a little bit stuck because they each recommended two different podcast hosts. And then I was like, well, which one should I do? And I found myself Googling, which one's better between these two? And then someone else mentioned a third option. And I was like, oh my gosh, now I have three. Right? And I still ended up wasting time. I did not let myself waste a ton of time, but I did end up wasting some time trying to pick my podcast host. And a big part of that was because I was listening to two different people. So finding that one person that you really click with and listening to their advice 
can really help when it comes to the overthinking, especially if you have paid for access to some of that advice. And it's not that free advice is bad. I'm a huge fan of free advice. Don't get me wrong. I am, I've learned a lot of things for free that I've been able to apply to my own business. But I will say that for myself, if I've paid for something, I'm much more likely to follow through with it and not overthink as much because I'm like, well, I paid for this, so I need to use it. I need to make it worth the money that I spent. I need to follow this plan that I bought and not be out looking at a bunch of other free stuff because it's not going to be better than this thing that I've already paid for. So that's another reason why I'm really big on just investing in some help. But either way, stop listening to so many different people. You can make yourself crazy. This person says... Facebook is dead. This person says Facebook is the best. This person says you need a group. This person says don't ever start a group, right? And then this person says eh, groups are fine. And your head is spinning and you're like, what the heck? <laughs> you know, what am I supposed to do here? You will end up feeling really overwhelmed if you try and listen to too many different people. So you know yourself, you know what you can handle. I'm not here to be your babysitter or tell you, you know, what you can and can't do. Like I just told you, I, at this point, am able to kind of piece together for multiple different people and create my own strategy. But in the beginning, I was not able to do that. So just be honest with yourself about where you're at in your journey, your own tendencies, and make sure that you set yourself up for success because listening to too many people can be as much of a problem as not listening to anyone. <laughs> you don't want to try and do it completely on your own, but you also don't want to try and do it 10 different ways at once because then none of them will actually work. Next thing that you want to do, this is a little mindset trick that helps me a ton and I use this with my clients all the time. If you find that you're overthinking because you have a lot of different ideas and you like them all and you can't decide which one you should pick, I have a secret for you. You can do them all. You just can't do them all at the same time. So what I like to do is say to myself, okay, I can do all of these ideas eventually. Which one do I want to do first? Which one do I want to do right now? And that gets me unstuck because sometimes I'm sitting there and, you know, especially I have my shop that I've created that has all of my guides and content prompts and resources and all my digital products that to help you guys at a really affordable price. And I have so many ideas of more things that I want to get added to the shop and when I sit down and I think about all of them, I get really overwhelmed and I can get very stuck if I say, well, I want to do all of these. How do I decide which one? I don't know. I don't know which one to work on. So I just do nothing instead. What I do is I make myself take a pause and I say, okay, I am going to create all of these eventually. Which one do I want to work on right now? And that mindset shift has made such a difference for me. And I have used this with so many of my clients. And it's like I can feel the weight of the world come off their shoulders when I say this. So keep that in mind next time that you're feeling overwhelmed with a lot of different options. You can do all of them. This isn't either or. This isn't picking one thing and saying that you have to give up the others. It's just which one do I want to do right now so that you can get back into taking some action. Next thing that makes a difference when it comes to your overthinking is building that confidence in yourself. And confidence is one of those tricky things that makes such a difference in how you show up, in your marketing, in the results that you're getting. Really, everything to do with your business, confidence is a factor. How much you put yourself out there, how much you really go for it, how much you charge, whether you say yes to that thing that scares you, confidence plays into all of it. And the more confident that you feel, the more easily you will make a decision. When you feel 
like you're not good enough and like you don't know how to decide. And especially if you feel like you always choose the wrong thing and then you're trying to make decisions, it's going to be really hard. So I want you to be mindful of your confidence and create a plan for what you can do to help build more self-trust and self-confidence. Because at the end of the day, the things that I've done that have really made a big difference in my business are the things when I listen to my gut feeling. They're not the things that someone else told me what to do. They're the things that I did, possibly even against someone else's device advice. I've had times where someone told me what to do and I was like, yeah, I don't want to do it that way. And I decided to do it my own way and do my own thing. Those are always the things that have brought me the most results in my business. So building that confidence and that trust with yourself is huge. How do you build confidence? Well, first thing, you have to take action. You're never going to think your way to success or think your way to confidence. You have to actually do it. Think about, let's say that you've decided that you want to learn how to shoot a basketball better. You can read all the books in the world about how to play basketball. You can watch YouTube videos from professional coaches and listen to them talk to you about the angle that your hand should be at and how you should stand and which, you know, how you should generate the movement and all of these things. You can learn about all of it conceptually. But when you actually step onto that basketball court, it's called a court, right? I don't know why I picked a sports example. I so don't sports. <laughs> when you step on that basketball court, do you think you're going to feel confident that you can make the shot? No, right? You have all the knowledge, but you've never done it before. So confidence comes with that combination of knowledge and action. If you don't acquire the knowledge, if you don't know what you're doing, it's really hard to feel confident. But also you have to do the thing to build the confidence. You can't just learn about it conceptually and then say, okay, magically I'm confident now. Instead, you have to try it. You have to do it. You have to start taking action. And I know that sometimes it's hard. And a lot of times we think we need to have the confidence before we're ready to take the action. I want to challenge you to do it the other way around. Take the action knowing that it can help build the confidence. Stop waiting to feel confident. Stop waiting to feel ready before you can do the thing. Say, I'm going to do the thing and that's what's going to help build my confidence in the long term. So get yourself the right education like we already talked about, but then taking action is what's going to create that confidence. And you don't have to, you know, you're going to you're going to mess up along the way. You just are. Mistakes will happen. But what I can tell you is that when you're out there actually making mistakes, usually you don't even feel that bad about them. I personally feel much worse about the action that I didn't take than about mistakes that I made. Because I'm proud of myself for just trying, especially when it's something I've never done before. I'm not going to beat myself up for trying something brand new and making a mistake. At least I tried it. At least I pushed myself to do something new. I feel like a lot of times I think it's scarier. I think making a mistake would be worse than doing nothing. But in practice, I feel much worse when I keep myself stuck because I was so afraid of messing up than I do if I actually mess up. And the other thing about messing up in business is that there's very few mistakes that like would actually break your business. Right? There's very few things that can't be come back from. It's just learning. You'll do it differently next time. You'll learn a lot each time you make a mistake. And each time you move forward, you'll do it better and better and better. And so 
make sure that you don't wait around for confidence. You say, I'm going to just take the action. And I know that the confidence will follow when I combine the what I've learned and take action. And then I see that it worked. And then I do it again. And I see that it worked. And next thing you know, I feel really confident in this area. But you can't wait for the confidence to take action. You have to do it the other way around, okay? You also want to make sure that you start tuning into your gut feelings. This one might be a little bit easier said than done, but I want you to start paying more attention to what your gut is telling you. You almost always know the answers, and sometimes it can be hard. I don't know why my gut isn't more forthcoming. <laughs> sometimes my gut knows the answer, but it it waits a long time to share it with the class, right? It won't just tell me I have to do all these, jump through all these hoops and do all these crazy things before I finally can figure out what my gut is telling me. And this is something I'm trying to become more in tune with and just be more mindful about my own feelings about things. But some of the things that I do, if I feel like I don't know how I feel about a situation, I will talk it out with other people. Sometimes just being able to speak it. And sometimes I speak it out loud. I'm a huge fan of voice messages. But Oftentimes writing it can work really well too, but sometimes when I'm trying to explain it to someone else, the way that I have to think about it and explain it to them helps get me a lot more clarity that I didn't have before with the way that I was thinking about it. The other thing that I find really helpful, and I don't know if you'll find this relatable or not, hopefully I'm not just the weird one here, but I find it so helpful if I'm trying to make a decision to tell someone else about it and ask what they think I should do. Because when they tell me, oh, I think you should do option A or option B, that is when my gut will show up and tell me how I'm feeling about it. Because either they will say the thing that I was hoping to hear, whether I realize it or not, and I'll be like, yes. And then it's like I I have that feeling just kind of like in my body, in my mind, in my gut that says, yes, that is the right answer. I knew that was the right answer. I'm so glad they agree. Or they'll be telling me, I think you should do this one and here's why. And the whole time I'm like screaming at myself to not interrupt them because what I want to do is say, no, you're wrong. And here's why. Either way, whether I agree with them or whether I do the complete opposite of the advice that they gave me, a lot of times getting this advice from someone else allows me to find the clarity with my own feelings. Now I can understand how I felt about it all along, but I couldn't figure that out on my own. But once someone else told me what they thought, I either realize that I completely agree and I'm so relieved that's what they said, or I realize I completely disagree. But either way, now I get to move forward because I know what I actually want to do. And then the last thing that I think is really important to make sure that your overthinking doesn't hold you back is to get some external accountability. Most of us, when it comes to being accountable only to ourselves, we really struggle. Have you ever said, I'm going to start getting out of bed earlier in the morning? That is example is so real in my life right now because I I naturally am a night owl. I prefer to stay up late and sleep in, but I have a toddler. Thankfully, he stays up later and sleeps later than most kids his age, but still I like I have to get up before him if I want to be able to um, get in my exercise, which complete side note here, but I highly recommend starting your day with some form of exercise, not because I care at all how you look or what kind of shape you're in, but because on the days when I start with exercise in the morning, everything is easier. I take a lot more action and I don't overthink as much. So Little little bonus tip for you there, but um, if I want to be able to have my day play out the way that I want it to, I have to get up earlier than would be my preferred time to get out of bed, and I really struggle with it. So when it's only me 
when it doesn't affect anyone else if I get up or not, I will lay there for a long time. If I say, oh, I want to get up today because I'd really love to get some work done this morning before Clark gets up, sometimes I do it. Most of the time I don't. Most of the times I end up just laying there and wasting time. And by the time I get up, I don't have time to do what I was hoping to do. But if I have a client call scheduled for early in the morning, sometimes I will meet with with people in the morning before he'll be awake so that it's nice and uninterrupted. I get out of bed on time because I know that there's someone else who's depending on me. I know that my client is going to be sitting there on Zoom or phone call or whatever format we meet waiting for me and I'm not going to show up. (laughs) They're just going to be sitting there and waiting and waiting and waiting. And so because I don't want to let someone else down, I actually get out of bed. And we can apply this same concept to your business. It's the same thing with work or with school, right? You did things that you didn't feel like doing all the time as part of school or as part of your job because you didn't want to fail or get fired. They weren't things that you were necessarily motivated to do or really excited to do, but you knew that you had to do them because someone else was holding you accountable to do them. So bring this into your business. Find ways that you can have some external accountability. A big way that I do this is by telling people what I'm working on. Now, I've been in business for years and I do have a really great audience of people that, you know, look out for everything that I do and sign up for everything that I put out there, which means so much to me. So I do find that that is a really great source of accountability that might or might not work well for you, depending on where you're at in your own business journey and your audience growth. But what I will do is if I have an idea for something that I want to create, I tell people about it because I know that if it only lives in my brain, it will probably go to my notes app to die. (laughs) Do any of you absolutely love the Apple notes app? My entire life is in the Apple notes app. And I bet if I scrolled back through all of my past notes, I would find so many great ideas for programs and prompts and things to put in the shop. And who even knows what is in there? Because a lot of times I write ideas down and they get buried and I forget about them. And the reason that this can happen is because I have a million ideas all the time and a lot of things that I want to work on. And also because I use my notes app for everything. So things get buried very easily in there. But if it's only me, if I'm the only one that knows about it, it's so much easier for me to just completely forget about it and never do it again. So for those things that I really want to get myself to take action on, I tell other people. If someone else is waiting on it, if someone else knows that it's coming, if someone else knows that I'm doing this, then... I will actually follow through with it because I don't want to let them down. I don't want to let anyone else down. So this is a really easy way that you can do that. And it's also a great marketing tool to tell people what you're working on and kind of take them through the journey of creating it does a lot of your pre-launch content for you and keeps you on track and accountable and moving forward progress because you're putting it out there publicly. You can also do this by finding an accountability partner, finding a friend who you agree to hold each other accountable and check in each day. The one thing I will say is make sure that you choose your accountability partner wisely because sometimes two accountability partners can just bring each other down instead. When I was in college, I had a class that I took with a friend of mine and I was like, this will be so fun. We'll go to class together. We'll grab lunch after or whatever. You want to know what actually happened? I have never skipped a class more times in my life than that class. Now, part of it was the choice of friend. He was not my most studious friend and 
half the time when I would text him, we lived in the same dorm building. So I'd say, okay, you ready to walk to class? And he'd be like, oh, I'm not going today. And then I'm like, oh, if you're not going, I'm not going. And half the time I'd have my shoes on. Like I was ready to go. But then I was like, oh, if you're not going, I'm not going either. And I would take my shoes off and I would do something else instead. <laughs> so sorry, mom, or anyone else listening to this. But um, so make sure that when you were choosing your accountability partner, that you choose wisely and you choose someone who is actually going to push you and not someone who might help you just make excuses to each other. (laughs) But accountability partners can be a really great way to do this. Um, Another way that you can do this is the support of a mentor, some sort of coach, someone who is guiding you. So I took piano lessons as a kid and I wish that I had kept up with them. To be honest, I just have really tiny hands and my piano teacher was honest with me and said, you know, I don't want you to think that you shouldn't pursue this if you really love it. But the reality is like you're never going to be the most amazing piano player because your fingers just aren't long enough. Same thing with guitar. I want to learn guitar and my hands just are not big enough (laughs) for a guitar. So but anyway, when I took piano lessons, I could have self-taught piano. There's enough content out there, especially now. You could get on. I'm sure there's a million YouTube channels and so many different things that you can use to teach yourself how to play the piano. But will you actually do it? Will you show up? Will you practice? Will you move through the lessons at the pace that you want to? Eh, Depends. You might. If you have a lot of self-discipline, that's awesome. But for most of us, we won't do it. So taking lessons with my teacher, who I really liked, I loved my piano teacher. I didn't want to let her down. I didn't want to go in and have her be disappointed in me. I didn't want her to be able to tell that I hadn't practiced. I didn't want her to feel disappointed in me. So that accountability to my teacher and knowing that I was going to see her every Saturday morning made me want to practice because I knew that I was accountable to someone, not just myself. So finding support of a mentor, a coach, someone who can help guide you and also hold you accountable and push you to do the things that you say that you're going to do can make a huge difference. Accountability is one of my favorite things that we do inside of my membership. I get to provide accountability to my members, but then they also provide that accountability to each other. And we actually just started a new group chat specifically for accountability. And I was excited about it. I thought it was going to be great, but I wasn't 100% sure how I thought it was going to go. Part of the reason why it's working so well is because of the quality of people that we have in the membership. So again, if you get together with a bunch of friends who all make excuses and all don't go after the things that, you know, push them out of their comfort zone and they all just stay stuck and overthink, that group is not going to benefit you. But if you can surround yourself with people who are serious about their business, people who want to push themselves and want to push others and want to support you, this can be such a great tool. So what we do in this group chat is we just share what we're working on for the day and we will check in when we finished our list. And it's so motivating to see what everyone else is doing. There's been times where I kind of feel like slacking off and then I see three messages come through from other people saying, I just did this and this and this. And I'm like, oh man, okay, if they did it, I guess I should do mine too. And it helps me push myself. It also has been a really valuable space for, there's been a few times where one of us, I've even done it, it's not been just them, it's been me who's who's said, I really need to get this done and I'm not feeling it. Someone give me a kick in the butt right now. Or someone give me a pep talk. We go both ways. It doesn't have to be a butt kick if that's not your style or what you need in that moment. But it has been so helpful to have someone there to say, you can do this. Quit overthinking. Just go do it. It's like, okay, that's what I needed to hear. I'm going to go do it. So 
Finding some form of accountability like that can make a huge difference. We would love to have you in the squad if what we do in the membership sounds like the kind of accountability that would help you. But you can do this with your friends. You can do this with your spouse. You can do this. You can do this with really anyone. Just please choose wisely with who you make your source of external accountability. But make sure you're not accountable only to yourself. It makes a huge difference when you are accountable to other people as well. Okay, your action step for this episode is to pick one area where you lack confidence and find a way that you will educate yourself and take one scary action in that direction. So remember, when we talked about how you build confidence, it comes with a combination of educating yourself around that topic. So anything that you do feel unsure about, anything that you're unfamiliar with, anything that you lack experience with, go find a podcast, go find a book, go find a YouTube channel, go find a blog. There is so much content out there that can help you with whatever it is. So find a way that you are going to intentionally educate yourself in this area. And then I want you to pick one action step. It can be something small, ideally something that scares you a little bit, makes you a little bit uncomfortable and take that action because action almost always creates more action. And you cannot just learn your way to confidence. You have to actually implement what you're learning in order to create that confidence. So find a way that you're going to educate yourself and then take one scary action step. You can do this. I hope this episode inspires you to go take action on something you have been overthinking. As much as I wish you could, you cannot think your way to success, so promise me you're going to go take some action today. Head over to overthinkingentrepreneur.com to find all the cool stuff I've made for you over the years, like my free guide to getting more social media engagement, and my Facebook group, Dynamite Entrepreneurs, which has a free course on social media basics. 